Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I am your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your coach, your guide on the side. Welcome to our wonderful program. In fact, let me, my, I just want to add, welcome to our award-winning radio program. Platinum award-winning radio show. Best radio personality, and team in the history of the world, as identified in the Utah Broadcasters Association, the UB Award. We did it. I don't want to brag, but, but I'm, I'm going <laughs> to, but I'm a pretty big deal. I'm kind of a big deal. That's from Anchorman, right? Who's what's that from? Yeah, that yes. is Anchorman. Yeah, yeah. so this is like Anchorman because you, uh, you can't because there's a microphone on the award. Well, ish, yes. Oh, is that what that is? Yes, it is. I thought it was a spatula, um, but it isn't. It isn't. It's a broadcasting. It's a microphone. But here's the deal: uh, you've heard of the Academy Awards? Though you're big into those, Merritt. You're both. You just you. Mm-hmm. That's like you know. I, I'm, it's like a spiritual fest for you and Merritt. Okay, Academy Awards. You've heard I of it. Uh, global, uh, what do they call it? The Golden Globes. Yep. Heard of those? Emmys, Grammys, mm-hmm. daytime Emmys. Same as an Emmy. Okay. We just won an award called the UB. It's the UB Award from the Utah Broadcasters Association. Arguably on par with the Golden Globe. I would argue above above. Oh, you would. Par. You would. Well, I would argue it. <laughs> Because I've never won car. a Golden Globe. You'd lose the <laughs> argument, but okay. But uh, th- because we put together a bit on April Fool's last year that was just so funny that – here's the deal. Last year – I don't want to brag. I'm kind of a big deal. But last year, we won a gold a gold award from the uh, – a UB that was a gold award. Mm-hmm. This year, we won the Platinum Award. And our own James – now, James, what, we got to get you a good name now because what we had a nickname for you yesterday. Oh, because today's the day of your maturation. Yeah, it is my day of emergence today. And, and I don't, I, I don't want to blow that off, but I, we, we want an award. The emerging board operator, James Birdsall. Uh, but James, you went and accepted the award on behalf of the team. Yes, the team, the participants that were involved in that sketch, but our team, they're always involved in everything we do, uh, was me, Jessica Littlefield, James Birdsall, Merritt Meek, and Michael Pond. Mm-hmm. We laughed. We cried. It was better than cats. <laughs> <laughs> the play. Uh, so talk to me, James. I'm you glad went, you stipulated I, that. Because I, I, I don't like cats other than the play. Um, James, talk to us about the award ceremony. And uh, you told me there was like a never-ending standing ovation. Yeah. Um, and it, it was kind of a magical experience. Just Did you cry? I, I was moved. I don't know if tears were necessarily shed, but okay. I, uh, it, it was it, emotional. Was that because they just picked you up and put you in a different spot? <laughs> No, yeah, they moved him. They're like, uh, sorry, sir, you have to sit on the back row. Oh, okay, okay. okay. But, but you, you, you received the award. Yeah, and uh, and then just give us a just give us a taste 
because we don't we don't have all day. Okay, but just a taste of your your speech. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> I'd like to thank all the little people who uh, <laughs> helped me and my team get to the point that Sweet. we're at. Are you speaking for me? Oh yeah, I, I said I, I said that I represent the Matt okay. Townsend show, and so that didn't sound like just me. Cl- everyone close your eyes and uh, <laughs> imagine that I'm Matt Townsend. So that was kind of an interesting aspect in the first place. Well, that's weird. A lot of times you don't ask people to close their eyes in an award ceremony. Exactly. Yeah. But but it actually turned out to be like I said before, magical. Uh, everyone really had a, a great experience, mm. and they and once again, kind of arguably, um, they they were they were. Uh, um, Clapping, applauding for for about two hours. Wow! Yeah. That, can you imagine how sore their hands were? <laughs> uh, platinum versus gold. Talk about that for a minute. Huge because deal. That's a big deal. Very few platinum award winners. Yeah, it was such. The entry was so good. Apparently, that the uh, judicial committee had to make a new level above gold. They created a new level. Platinum, because gold is the standard highest rank. Yeah, platinum's yeah. above that. Again, I don't want to brag. I'm kind of a big deal. But out in our lobby here, we have a ton of UBs. Oh, yeah. They're all gold two, and silver. Two cases full of UBs. How many Platinums are out there? Uh, well, none. Weird. That's because they never gave out a Platinum before. Until now. Until now. Well, I appreciate you guys. You know, we're doing it. We're changing the world. One show at a time. And today, man, have we got a great show. Today, okay. Anybody anybody in here a positive thinker? Oh yeah. I'm an I'm a highly positive optimistic person. And th- today we are going to blow up a myth. James. Oh. Do you believe, okay, that being positive um and having kind of a positive um and thinking positively about your plans and your goals and your dreams. Yeah. Is that the key to making your dreams come true? I would say yes. I would say wrong. See, you're just a pessimist. That's that's the pessimist view. The book is called Rethinking Positive Thinking. I think it's only a beginning. Well, there's a lot of people that think there's a secret out there. That's another book. Lots of secrets. (laughs) And they, they say the secret is if you just project we're not having the CIA come in I'm no, sorry it's a different secret but if you project positive vibrations about what you want to have happen and you positively think something it will appear that you send out I the vibes into I the think universe it's a good start but we still have to take the action to make it there's, happen there's more to it and yeah. we have got Gabrielle Ottigen joining us she wrote the book on this and she's going to teach us because is it possible we don't need to just have the positive thoughts of it working? Would it maybe be possible that having a negative thought might actually increase the likelihood of it working? Holy cow! Uh, Sean's been doing some research on this, Sean. you Have you found that? In your research? Actually, I found an article here. This was one of our headlines. Let's do it. Let's, do it. Let's not even do the headline headline. Oh, okay. Just because we're out of time mm-hmm. because we, we won a <clears throat> platinum award. Well, what, what this – there's a lot of studies in this article that they talk about. Um, they say that using positive framing to help a person with low self-esteem can actually backfire and cause that person to feel worse about themselves or their situation. Well, like – okay. 
So, so sure, you failed the an, test. An Give exa- me an example. An example. A friend has just been laid off at work. Negative validation such as, I'm sorry to hear that. That is really stressful. Might be more helpful than overly optimistic words like, don't worry too much. I'm sure you'll find another job. Yeah. That's Especially if that person, according to these studies, well, has low self-esteem. Well, and if they feel horrible. So if they feel horrible, exactly. you don't want to tell them what they should no, well, mm-hmm. don't You shouldn't feel bad. I mean, they're probably messed up there. They don't have a clue there. Uh, Denise Marigold, lead researcher and assistant professor at Renison University College, says, in general, people with low self-esteem prefer others to see them like they see themselves. Yeah. So, so. But this, we're blowing up a myth that everyone on earth says, you've got to mm-hmm. be positive. Now, I'm, by the way, I'm a very positive guy. But just so you know, we did not win a UB by just being positive. We won a UB by being great. We won a UB <laughs> by being platinum level, and we won a UB because James put us into the race to win a UB. Yeah. Because if James hadn't put our name in, we wouldn't be touting the fact that we are one of the only platinum award-winning shows in the history of BYU Radio. You're welcome. We wouldn't also know that we created our own our own category. We didn't create the we're in a category. No, no, they created their own level. level. I mean, level we, yeah. They had to of, they had to lift level the level of, of excellence. I mean, that's think of that. We're not bronze. We added a fourth metallic category. I'm sure the Olympics are on the edge of doing that. Well, themselves. you wait, you wait. Someday <laughs> there will be some performance in the Olympics that is so great. That they'll go. That in. already happened. They call it an ESPY. They call it a. They call it a Nadia Comaneci. <laughs> oh, she was fantastic. Yes, she was. Plus, her name's fun to say. That's yeah, true too. Um, do you have more on that uh, positive? Well, thinking? just that um, research psychologist Julie Norum shows that for some people, imagining the worst case scenario, so uh, so called defensive pessimism, pessimism mm-hmm. is actually the best way to manage anxiety. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. So when people say things like, don't worry, I'm sure you'll do great, it can actually make them perform worse. Hmm. See, we're trying to like be Pollyanna-ish. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But we really mm-hmm. need to have a, a form of re- uh, you know real, realism. Is that the word? That sounds like a weird word. Mm-hmm. Realism. But we're going to get into it. We're going to talk to the pro. What else you got? Well, they just said that unreasonably positive state- self-statements – can provoke contradictory thoughts in someone who ha- already has low self-esteem, yeah. and the negative thoughts can overwhelm the positive ones. So mm-hmm. you don't get any positivity out of it at sure. all. I agree. And I don't think I have low self-esteem. But No. But but if I sit there and I say, hey, my pooch in my belly, my pooch, it's a great place to put my drink. It helps. It helps until society says – Dude, are you putting your pooch, your drink on your pooch? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. They're like, that's silly. And then you hit reality. Well, then you spill it. Then you realize, okay, yeah. not a good place for a drink. That's right. what a cup holder is for. Although you could probably build a cup holder into the pooch. But that would just be futile. That would be, you know. Why? Rearranging chairs on the Titanic. Or I just lose the pooch. <sighs> but maybe you could win an award for that. It's innovative. Yeah. I'm all awarded out. <laughs> Live, folks, from the Broadcasting Center at BYU Radio and UB award-winning platinum-level show, the Matt Townsend Show will be right back talking about rethinking positive thinking right here on BYU Radio.
Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Our new theme song, Somewhere Over the Rainbow, uh, coming to you from the Platinum UB Award winner <laughs> winning show, uh, the Matt Townsend Show. We, you know, we don't want to brag, but... Kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. No, we don't want to brag, but we didn't get to be a Platinum UB Award winning radio show uh, by just thinking positively. So we're going to today talk to an expert who's going to teach us how to rethink positive thinking, because it may very well be that merely dreaming about the future actually makes people less likely to realize their dreams and wishes. Dreaming, even in a positive way, may actually decrease the likelihood that you're going to actually make things happen. Even like Dorothy, look how long it took her to figure out there's no place like home. It's the very end. Click your slippers. Today on the show, a wonderful guest, Gabrielle Ottingen, is joining us. She's a professor of psychology at New York University and the University of Hamburg, and is the author of more than 100 articles and book chapters on the effects of future thought on cognition, emotion, and behavior. She is also, um, her, her major contribu- or contribution to the field in um, the research area is on the perils of positive thinking. And on mental contrasting, something I think she's going to teach us to do today. She is the author of a new book out called Rethinking Positive Thinking, Inside the New Science of Motivation. And we are so grateful to have her on the phone with us. Uh, Gabrielle, welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. Well, thank you for having me. Um, It's a pleasure to... Um, talk to you. It's a pleasure and, um, to talk to I'm you. I'm looking forward to the next hour. I am too. And here's what, because we're blowing up, I guess, a myth, it seems like, because everyone always is saying, you know, be positive, think positive, And we're all about positive affirmations and and throwing our positivity out there to create our future. Uh, teach us, what are we missing out here based on all your research? Well, if we just say, think positive and everything will be good um, in whatever your path is, like achievement and interpersonal relations or health, um, that's a little bit of a problem. I mean, it's not that thinking positively generally is bad. It's just for some things. Okay. not so good. Well, but it seems like, uh, and I've always frust- I've always been frustrated by the idea that if just thinking it is going to make something automatically happen, you still have to work, you still have to do stuff. It seems like you still have to fail, and failing seems like it would be negative. Right. So um, you know, if you just think it, it's not automatically will happen. That's exactly what it is. Hmm. And um, you know, thinking positively is pleasant. And it gives you a possibility of exploring all the possibilities of the future in a positive light. And it um, helps you wait. But if you really want to reach the desired future, if you want to reach the positive future, then it can be um, a, a problem if you only think positively. Right. And I mean, to me... I guess that's that's what we do. I guess we always speak with just, you know, we use a phrase and everyone gets used to the phrase like be positive, think positive, but you you're you've studied this. You've got a bunch of different studies that you've put into the book re- rethinking positive thinking. This is very research based. Um what what are what is the research telling us? What are 
what what is some of the research you've been doing and and what what are some of the strengths of uh, and what are some of the other ways we should be thinking? Right. So what what I describe in in the book are um, a series of studies which we did over the past actually twenty years where we showed that um, for example. Uh, women who were enrolled in a weight reduction problem, um, program, they, the more positive they thought about reducing their weight, the less weight they lost after three months and a year. <laughs> really? Now, why would that be? You, I guess, were they doing more than just thinking about it? Well, they dreamt about their successes and they enjoyed dreaming about the successes <laughs> as if the successes were already in the here and now. Oh, interesting. So they overlooked the obstacles. Yeah. On the way. Is that what happens to us then? Is if we're directing our attention to the end, we may forget to, we, we may actually feel like it's already here, so we quit, you know, making it happen. Right. So we consume all these beauties of the future, and then um, we relax and uh, we get actually de energized hmm. by purely positively fantasizing. And then um, why actually going the hard way if we already have it right now? That's interesting because, I mean, it's all – we – and maybe – is this just a problem in today's day and age? Were people doing that a thousand years ago? It seems like now we can actually be satisfied with just thinking and imagining how great it would be instead of actually having to get up every morning and go make it happen and maybe think less but go do it. Well, it's not a completely new phenomenon. It had been around um, – for a long time, that just purely thinking about the positive future um, is not making you actually achieving it. Mm. Um, so that's an old phenomenon. Um, now, the question really is, um, you know, what can you do to these positive fantasies that they are not only something to enjoy in the here and now, but they are actually motivating you to actually achieve the desired future? What, what have you learned about that? Well, we learned a lot from our participants in the studies, um, what they actually experienced while positively daydreaming about the desired future. And what we learned is that they actually um, enjoyed it quite a bit. They um, already kind of feigned being in the desired future, and they overlooked um, the obstacles and the temptations and the hardships on the way. Hmm. That's interesting. And then, so let's do this. Uh, we're again, we're talking with Gabrielle um, Ottingen, and she's teaching us about her new book that she's uh, just recently released, "Rethinking Positive Thinking: Inside the New Science of Motivation." We'll take a break and come back, and we're going to have uh, Gabrielle continue to teach us what you know what what we can be doing along with you know thinking, feeling good about our potential and opportunities. What are some other ways we can guide it? This is the Matt Townsend Show, my friends. We'll take a break. Be right back right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Platinum UB Award-winning radio show, Chariots of Fire. <laughs> Just slowly letting the award sink into the show. Can you feel it? It's changing us. It's lifting our game up, folks. 
Again, those that weren't with us earlier, we won a local Utah Broadcasters Association award. It's called the UB Platinum Award. It's the highest award they could make up. I don't know if they made it up, but it's a high award. Anyway, we're honored. Uh, it's for the whole show. And by the way, just ironically happened to be a bit we did on April Fool's Day. So it makes you wonder if the whole thing's legit. But uh, it doesn't matter if it is or not, because I'm going with it. And James also said it's equal to – he didn't say it's equal to. It's nearly on par with – Arguably on par with ar- the Golden Globes. With the Golden Globes. Yeah. And I was bold enough to say maybe even above the Golden Globes. Yeah. Anyway, we've got a great show today. Today we're talking about positive thinking and rethinking your positive thinking. And we have um, a wonderful guest – Dr. Gabrielle Ottingen is joining us. She's the author of the book, Rethinking Positive Thinking, Inside the New Science of Motivation. And she's trying to, to teach us about, you know, it's one thing to be positive, it's, there's, but there are some benefits to maybe seeing the world in other ways and, um, and, and, and maybe rethinking how we go about being positive. Uh, Gabrielle, welcome back to the show. Hello. How are you? Congratulations to the award. Thank you, and we appreciate that. It's uh, you know, it's it's a big award. It's cool, and it's we've got an awesome team, so we're very positive about that. Teach us, Gabrielle, more about um, how should we be thinking then? And I know one of the things I, I read in the book was about mental contrasting, which is I know something you've researched a lot on. What is that all about? And, and what why what's the what's the positive benefit of being able to mental mentally contrast? Right. Mental contrasting is a concept which actually came out of our experiences with the problematic consequences of only positive thinking about the future. And what we found that the people who had only positively fantasized about the future sort of overlooked that there are these obstacles and temptations Hmm. and hindrances on the way. So what we did is we thought, well, we give them these obstacles and temptations and um, problems in addition to positively fantasizing. So in mental contrasting, what people do, they positively fantasize about their wish fulfillment. They're, they're kind of reaching the desired future. And then after that, they identify what holds them actually back from reaching the desired mm. future. Yeah. So, so then what you do, I guess the positivity allows kind of this flow, this sense of well-being. They can envision it. They can taste it. it, it maybe it's, a, it's the motivation. And then you have them actually specifically go find the contrast to what might keep you from that. That's exactly right. So when you identify and then vividly imagine the obstacle that holds you back hmm. from achieving the desired future, then you realize, oh, this is how I could overcome that obstacle. And then you really actually go for reaching the desired yeah. future. Oh, I love that. I mean, that's, there you go. There's positive thinking. It's not, you're not trying to say we don't do it. We need to be optimistic, positive, and, and envision it and let that emotion kind of carry us, but not blind us from all of the temptations or the problems or the obstacles. And instead, then go ask that and let it inform us. That's exactly right. And by feeling that resistance and that obstacle that prevents us from actually sort of reaching the desired future, we get up the energy to mm. overcome that obstacle, and then we really go for it. But neatly, um, if we feel that obstacle is just too tremendous and we don't really 
have the the kind of worth of overcoming that obstacle so we don't we don't want to overcome that obstacle we don't we cannot overcome that obstacle it also helps us to actually postpone or delegate or actually let go from the wish so that we can free up our resources oh, there you for go. other more promising enterprises. Yeah, it, I guess it's uh, it helps you prioritize. By letting in all this other information, it, it might let the dream go, or it might give, embolden you to go fix it. But exactly. with, without the contrast, I guess, you're just, you're not, it, nothing's going to bump this idea out of the way, or bump it in alignment to work that's exactly right so it's a it's a tool we can use in order to actually love it or leave it mm. this and is great therefore it it helps us kind of you know you could say clean up our day or um, um sort of prioritize um throughout our daily life and also um regarding our long-term um desires and wishes so we we then at the end of the day we know what what we really want and what belongs to us and what we can and um, what we better let go and um, just sort of uh, go on and, and, and do other things. Do, do you suggest, um, I mean, because a, a lot, it sounds really interesting, Gabrielle, like, it sounds like a lot of parents try to be the mental contrast to their child, <laughs> or it sounds like your friend might be the one that's like, oh, that'll never work. And d- does it work as well when others are, are giving you the negative feedback, or is it really something that you need to go create the to see the holes in your goals um, by yourself? I think that's a very good question. Mental contrasting works by having you imagine your own future, meaning you come up with a wish which is dear to you and which you really sort of find important, and then you imagine the wish fulfillment. Okay. So it's all, it's but, me doing my goal. My, up, yeah. yeah. And then you come up with your own obstacle. So because you know best what actually holds you back. Right. Parents and the educators, they might not know. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Is that... Um, so then when I, when I have my great, my vision, my, and it's interesting because in the corporate world, we always hear about mission statements and, you know, you've got to see it to achieve it. And so we're always into the positive side. What are some things we should ask ourselves? What are the rules or are there any to mental contrasting? Do I, is there something I, do I ask specific questions or do I just need to ask one question? What's the obstacle that gets in the way or could get in the way? Right, so that's what I line out um, in the book a lot. It's just you, you have a kind of four-step process, which we call WHOOP, Whoop. which is you, you identify your wish, which is really dear to you, okay. and you identify the best outcome, which comes out of wish fulfillment, and you imagine it. Okay. Then you identify the obstacle and imagine the obstacle. What is it in you that stands in the way? And then if you want, you can add another step, which is a plan, an if-obstacle, then overcome-obstacle-behavior plan. Okay, and and actually make a plan. And you call that WHOOP, W-O-O-P, Wish, Outcome, Obstacle, Plan. That's right. And um, sort of more information is in the book. And then also we have a website, which is called 
whoopmylife.org. <laughs> whoopmylife, W-O-O-P, mylife.org. And um, let's do this. Let's take a break, and I want to come back, and then I want you to just kind of quickly go over with us each part of the whoop. And then um, that'll that'll give us some information on on kind of how we whoop these goals and, and make something happen. And again, everybody, go find the book, Rethinking Positive Thinking, Inside the New Science of Motivation by Gabrielle Ottingen. And uh, again, go to um, the website, whoopmylife.com. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be right back right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the uh, Platinum UB Award-winning radio show, The Matt Townsend Show. We will be using that title for the remainder of the year. Three months talking about one award. Hey, folks, uh, great show today and great topic uh, with with really a, a, a subject that we all know we need to be positive. You, you know, mom taught you that. Think positively about the future. And it really is a powerful principle. It even has more power when we also contrast that with potential things that might get in the way of our ideal future, if that makes sense. It's not probably enough to just, you know, ruminate and and fantasize about a really wonderful thing that might happen to you someday. If you really want to make a team, if you really want to have a healthy relationship, if you really want to, you know, finish a degree or do whatever you want to do, it's great to think positive, but also you might want to figure out what are some obstacles that can get, get in the way and how can we make sure that we use the positive energy of the positive thinking and a little bit of uh, mental contrasting our guest is teaching us to actually make the dreams come true. Our guest today is Gabrielle Ottingen, and she's a professor of psychology at New York University and the University of Hamburg. She is the author of the book Rethinking Positive Thinking Inside the New Science of uh, Motivation. And so, Gabrielle, welcome back to the show. Hello again. Before we took the break, you were teaching us about an acronym that you use called WHOOP. And on your website, and I misspoke, your your website is whoopmylife.org. WHOOP is spelled W-O-O-P, mylife.org. And WHOOP is a, is a method you use to help people to kind of be positive and manage the potential or the possible problems and build plans and, and success. Is that right? That is right. And this WHOOP strategy is actually based on 20 years of uh, experimental research. So that we know that WHOOP works and we know how it works. Yeah. This has nothing to do with a whooping, does it? Because when I was a kid, I'd get a whipping. And I don't know <laughs> if my parents were pronouncing it right, but... It sometimes brings back chills. Hey, uh, so the WHOOP stands for four things, wish, 
outcome obstacle plan. Will you just run through that so we can all get a picture of kind of the balance of positive versus real that we need to balance and learn right. from? So, so WHOOP is an imagery technique, and it's an imagery technique that has actually non-conscious consequences, which then lead to behavior change. Okay. And this imagery technique is a four-step technique, and WHOOP is actually just the first letter of the four steps. Okay. What you do is you identify a wish which is actually very dear to you. So that might be a wish which has been latent and dormant. So think about a wish can be for the next 24 hours, can be for the next 24 weeks. It can be, you know, a big life wish. Yeah. Think about a wish that is really important and dear to you. When and you, then, by the way, but what you're teaching is so you, I mean, because you just made a really important point, I think. You're saying if we go through this strategy, it's, a, it's an imagery technique, but there's no way to be thinking about this through this way you're going to teach us that it won't impact us. It's going, just the thinking and the processing we're going to do in our brain will impact us. That's right. And it impacts us in a way so that we then change behavior in okay. the desired direction. Okay. So you're asking us to find a wish that is dear to us, something we want to, a wish we've had a dream, and and, and just kind of start getting that in our heads. Right. So that's the W of yep. the group. And what you then do is you identify the best outcome of fulfilling that wish. So that could be, for example, a feeling, or it could be a, a best consequence of fulfilling that wish. Okay. And you keep that outcome in your mind, and then you let your imagery go, and you imagine that outcome, and you just let your fantasies and daydreams go, hmm. and you experience that outcome in your mind. And after that, once you have experienced that outcome, you identify the obstacle in you that holds you back from fulfilling that wish and experiencing that outcome. And you're, you're saying the obstacle in me that would impede me from making that outcome a reality and that wish a reality. Not an, not an, not a, not an impediment that society brings, but me. What's inside me? Correct. Because you, as a person, you can change yourself. You can sure. actually do something about it. But, you know, very often we can't do a lot about our context, and we don't want to change all the people around us. But identifying the obstacle in me makes us realize, oh, that's what holds me back. Mm -hmm. And very often that is an anxiety or an emotion, or it can be an old kind of hang-up, or it can be something which might at first be not so pleasant for us, but which is a cue then, or a kind of um, very important understanding. It will, it will bring an understanding what holds me back from fulfilling that wish and experiencing that outcome. Are you familiar with, um, oh, what is it? At Harvard, there's an education professor that talks about dueling commitments. Is that what you're getting into here is that sometimes we have a dream that we always talk about, 
But deep inside of us, we have another thought that keeps us from going to the dream. Well, you know, it's, it's much more concrete than kind of deeply in us. Deeply in us, we might have this obstacle, but we can get it out. Yeah. We can yeah. get it out by just sort of, sort of saying, what holds me back? What stops me from actually going for it? And what reminded me of it was when you, because sometimes what stops me isn't pretty. And it's ugly, and it's what I don't want to talk about, but you're saying you kind of need to know the obstacle, whether it's pretty or not. Right. You, you, you acknowledge the obstacle. Yeah. And then you imagine the obstacle, and you experience that obstacle. And once you do that, then you will understand how you will overcome that obstacle. Hmm. Or you will understand that the obstacle is such that you don't want to actually hop over it and kind of deal with it, yeah. and then you know that this wish needs to be adjusted or that you um, want to delegate or let go. Hmm. It really okay. is. It's being informed, isn't it? You're, you're just informing yourself as to what your dreams are in relation to your realities of, and, and abilities. That, well, yeah, to your, to your kind of impediments in you. There you and go. Very often... These, these are impediments um, uh, that you can acknowledge with a little bit of humor. You can acknowledge them, and then by acknowledging them, you already are on your way to actually overcoming them yeah. towards dream fulfillment. And then if we do, then we can go to the P and, and, event, and start making a plan, and, and really an informed plan that comes That's- with this whole process kind of merging together. That's right, and the and the plan is a special plan. It's um, a, a strategy which was uh, discovered by Peter Goldberg, so also here from NYU, and it's a so-called if obstacle then behavior plan. So what mm. you do is you put your obstacle in the if part of the plan, and then in the then part you put the b- behavior which is effective to overcome or deal with that obstacle. Okay, and that's the 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 fourth. Step of the whoop procedure. So, so it's the if there's an obstacle, then we do this plan. And so, right. every time if, I sense my obstacles coming up, I can go. I would. I'll already have a plan thought through the, for what I will do for that obstacle. Exactly, and then you automatically once the obstacle appears, you automatically hop over it. I like this. Hey, quickly give us an example. So, like, let's say somebody has. Um, a dream of, you know, going big on Broadway or being a professional singer or whatever. Um, and that's their goal. They, they can taste it. They can feel going out on the, you know, on the stage, having the standing ovation, changing lives, eventually being at big award ceremonies like the UB award where we received our platinum award on the Matt Townsend show. Um, all of that. And then, but okay, so I go through the process. I should identify that dream, that right. wish, and feel it. But think about it to the point that I feel it. Notice what the outcome I would like to have is the outcome fame, is the outcome or a feeling, what I would feel if I was, you know, doing this. Right. And then, and, and go with it though, but go long enough to feel it profoundly, what that outcome would feel like. Then right. get to the obstacle. Identify the obstacle inside of me, which will keep me or potentially could keep me from having this a reality, this experience. Exactly. And, th- and then think of that problem until I feel it deeply. 
whatever right. that is. So let's say my problem when I think of that is fear or insecurity exactly. or a fear of failure. And then exactly. I actually I see myself not making it and then having to go back to Kansas or wherever and <laughs> and sitting there saying and going having to tell my mom and dad that my dreams didn't work out. Then I want to feel that profoundly. And then okay. what and then what do I do, Gabrielle? And then then you understand how you overcome that fear. So you might say, you know, if I feel that fear um of that I might fail or that I might um yeah. do do not so good in 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 singing or so, um, then I will understand if my fear is actually justified or not. Okay. Now, if I'm on my way to Broadway anyway and I have stage fear, then I will say, okay, if I feel afraid on stage, then I will tell myself I did already in the past a lot of kind of I good performances. Mm-hmm. If I am in Kansas and I've never sung in my life before, then I will understand. Oh my! This obstacle is this fear is justified. Yeah. That um, I I better sort of adjust my wish and will understand yeah. that I will not end up on Broadway if I never had a singing lesson. Yeah, and let, and, and then just bring it down to maybe maybe I'll sing in the community or and 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 adjust. That's wow. exactly right, Gabrielle. I think this is seriously life changing and. Um, I suggest to everybody, go check out her website, whoopmylife.org, whoopmylife.org. And, Gabrielle, thank you so much. Uh, Everybody, go get the book, Rethinking Positive Thinking, Inside the New Science of Motivation. Folks, it's interesting, isn't it, that we, we want the positivity, and we also need to understand the realities of our own fears, the things that are going on inside of us. And I think Gabrielle Ottingen really did it. She did it. Check out the book, Rethinking Positive Thinking. We're going to take a break, my friends, and uh, come by back after this break with more ideas, more tools to help you find the good in life. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show right here on BYU Radio. It's my Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Second hour, Coach's Corner. This is the Platinum UB Award-winning radio show brought to you right here on the campus of Brigham Young University, BYU Broadcasting. It's it's our life, folks. It's happening. It's happening. Yes, we won a UB Award from the Utah Broadcasters Association uh, for the best personality and radio team. Uh, never would have happened if James hadn't submitted it. Hadn't submitted it. <laughs> it just was a little bit that we did from April Fools, which is again I find ironic. Not only did we win an award, it's a platinum award. It's not even a gold award, and. It was because of April Fool's. It was just a great April Fool's joke. It was great. It was a great April Fool's joke, but it's a real award. Yeah, yeah. Let's be real. You this went, award is not an April Fool's joke. No, the award is not an April Fool's joke. The bit we did that won the award was an April Fool's yes. joke. Yes. And James went and picked it up, and we appreciate that. Yeah, well, it was a pleasure. Not that It sounds like you picked it up. It's not like you drove down there and walked in and had a few refreshments and picked up an award. You had an award 
<laughs> that's definitely not what happened. That's definitely over, oversimplifying what yeah. happened. Yeah. Good. Well, we appreciate you. We appreciate you for submitting it. You're now an award-winning journalist, really. I mean, what do we call you? Broadcaster. Yeah. Not journalist. Broadcaster. Yeah. Audio engineer. Say, call it what you may. I Yeah. Uh, tech dude. Tech dude. That acceptable. Also yeah. acceptable. I've been telling you for years you're award-winning. Thank you. But now it's on paper. Now it's legit. Now yeah. this, this, James, unlike your um, doctorate. With a K? Yeah. With a K. Of romance. The whip sound, by the way, was his eye winking. It was an <laughs> eye wink. Not a whip. No whips were involved in that. That PhD that you pretend to have, not real. Well... See, this is, what, this is what we're talking about on the show today, folks. It is it's, on paper. Yeah, but the UB Award, real, PhD for doctor with a K of romance, not real. Or doctor of passion, not yes. real. Well, debatable. <laughs> you keep saying that. <laughs> so here's what the whole topic of today's show is about, my friends. Rethinking positive thinking. See, James thinks if he keeps positively thinking and putting out there that he is a doctor – of romance. Passion. And passion. I don't know why I keep saying romance. It's the knives. He (laughs) thinks that it's going to make him be a real doctor. And he even, he he didn't just think it, by the way. He did more than just think it because he actually put together a a certificate uh, showing him that he had received his PhD with, but he spelled doctor with a K, which is why we... Mm -hmm. This is why you can't just be positive, James. You have to, A, get a dictionary. <laughs> B. You spell check. Spell check. <laughs> and you, you have go. to then go through six years of difficult thinking in order to get a PhD. You know, I've thought a lot about it, though. It's I've, like a UB. Yeah. I, okay. Fair enough. I mean, you remember how hard we worked for that UB? So hard. That was one with blood, sweat, and tears. Anyway, so here's the deal. Good job, James. Thank you. I'm not, I don't want to brag about our award every segment, but I just want everybody to know I'm a pretty big deal. I'm kind of a big deal. And it's not me. It's our team. And James received the award for the team. Yeah. So, so it's a team award. Even Don loved the idea. Don came in. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you know this. He was winking at me. Did you notice that? Yeah, that was the... He was winking at me. No, that wasn't a bandage. That was, was a wink. He was winking. So here's the deal. This is what I want to focus on. A lot of times in our lives, we don't tell the whole story. So all we're really talking about here, when we, we're not saying don't be a positive thinker. Positive thinking is great. It's a powerful motivator. Let it sink in about what your goals, your dreams are. They're powerful. I'm a very optimistic person. It's one of my top five strengths. It also has hurt me a lot because sometimes I'm more optimistic than reality would let, you know, lead on to give. Sometimes reality doesn't want to give you just because you want a PhD in passion doesn't mean you can just go print one out. So we want to tell the whole story. And for me, I think our, our, our guest last hour, Gabrielle Ottingen, she hit it on the head. You have to tell – you have to get the positive side and then you have to get what the real outcome would be, your end goal. So you know where we're going with this thing 
And she kept suggesting you do it till you feel it. I believe you should feel it, right? Because then you get the emotion of it all around there. The feelings start flowing. Then you have to be real with yourself and figure out what the obstacle is. And the obstacle is the thing that you know deep inside of you is going to keep you or would keep you or could keep you from reaching that ideal goal and that ideal outcome and feeling. I call that the whole story. And what I've found in our marriages and our relationships and with the people we're dealing with in life, a lot of times we don't tell the whole story. We tell half of a story. For example, my spouse is such a jerk. He does this and we tell what he does wrong, all the negative. Mm -hmm. Or we tell the positive side of our story. I've worked so hard for this family and I have given my heart and my all, but we don't tell the other side of the story. For example, I had a lady in my office today. Yeah, Sean? Just, is there always that imbalance? Well, yeah, I think there is. Okay. Well, because here's a great example. This lady today came, Or at least the, the perception of the imbalance, I should say. Well, if you're angry, what my biggest belief is, if you're frustrated and totally upset and cannot move on with another person, I personally believe your anger is not about them. Mm -hmm. A lady came in today. She was frustrated because her husband is really aggressive and too strong with the kids. So I, I had her just – by the way, that's pretty much what we said. He's just out of control basically. And um, I'm like, really? So tell me about that. And she started sharing with me how he's out of control. Come to find out when we got into the specific example of why he was out of control, it had a lot to do with the fact that she didn't plan better and she put him in a situation – where they were driving home and didn't get home till one or two in the morning. Oh. At which point they had to wake everyone up in the morning to get going with their normal day. Sure. And nobody and, got enough sleep. And nobody wanted to get up. Yeah. And um, but and they, I think they were even trying to go to church. And the daughter didn't want to go to church mm. because her clothes weren't ready because they couldn't get her clothes ready because they got so it wasn't just the husband blew up. That's half the story. Right. The reason they were late in leaving to get home so late was because the mom made decisions against him with his kids that made them all late. And then she has the nerve to freak out when he gets upset. Now, she, he shouldn't get upset. But what happens to us is if we told the whole story, the whole story is the husband was justified probably to be upset but not be mad and mean. So that's the whole story. Tell the whole story. Right. And she is justified to be frustrated because her husband's upset, and yet she's part of the problem. So when we start to tell the whole story, my friends, guess what happens? When you tell the whole story, you start getting whole solutions. And whole solutions will always work better than half solutions. So we need to be owning what part of our lives and what part of the problem we are. By the way, if you only just tell the negative story, like I'm a loser, I'm no good, I should never marry anyone, I want to die. Still not the whole story. It's still not the whole story. So being a negative naysayer is just as bad as being too positive. We want whole stories if you want to create whole growth, whole change in your lives. Or, it's Coach's Corner. Or the you want the hoop story. Whoop story. Whoop. Whoop. There it is. 
By the way, go check out whoopmylife.org. Great uh, information about that. Or go to matttownsend.com if you want more information about my stuff. We're taking a break, my friends. When we come back, you will not believe who's in the house. Holy cow! He's here, my friends. The man, the myth, the legend, Mark Waite. A lot of people are wondering why we would have Mark on the show on a day where we're talking about positive thinking. Wait for us. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. This is the Matt Townsend Show on BYU Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, in this corner, Mark Waite, the heavyweight in not negativity, realism. Wow. Yikes. Going We're starting off on the wrong foot here. With the positive thinker, James. We're going to have a battle to the finish. I just threw that on James. Uh-oh. Hey, welcome back to the program today, everybody. We're talking with Mark Waite. Uh, Mark has been working at Classic Lady Nine, which is a sister station to BYU the Radio. Big, the big brother of BYU uh, uh, Radio. Yeah, you don't want to be the sister? BYU Radio is the sister. Okay, uh, I guess, uh, so Classic Lady 9 is the uh, obnoxious older brother yeah. of BYU we give, Radio. We give BYU Radio <laughs> noogies. <laughs> but here's the deal. You, Mark has been working for Classic Lady 9 for easily 40 years. Or half that. Has it been 20? 21. Marcus, you just don't remember, do you? you, you just... Mark has seen everything here. But he also is the host of Through the Garage Door. A producer. Don's the host. Does Don, door. does Don know that he's the host? I, I've i mentioned it to him a couple of times. I'm not yeah. sure if he gets I don't, it. I don't know that Don knows that. <laughs> Can I just mention a yes. big congratulations on your UB Award Platinum 2014? <laughs> Best it? radio personality or team. I'm a little sad that the uh-huh. submission didn't include when I was visiting on the show so that my name could be on the You know the what? We tried so hard to find one. That was worth what the worth submission <laughs> submission. The only reason this one is on, I think, is because this is where James shined. Is it? James James, James got to pick. James got to pick. If you want to hold, I'll let you hold. I it. don't. I don't dare hold. But it. But we have to get some I gloves. Do not for dare you. hold that. Um, here's the deal. You when when we were saying who should we have be our contributor on positive thinking, I was. Top of list. You actually weren't. You weren't even on the mention list. So you're scraping bottom of the no, barrel. No, but today. here's the deal: because you are the epitome of what we're trying to teach today. It's one thing to be just kind of a Pollyanna-ish positive person, which you're not. <laughs> which you're not. But what I love about you is you're just realistic. I'm all about keeping it real. But you're you know? also. But you also have a. You're not negative. You're, you actually have a great – sometimes pretty negative. But, but, well, but you're very – you have a great, big, huge heart, and you're realistic. They can go together. Well, I – You're not an ogre. You know, there is the, the, the uh, Pagliacci opera reference from Classical 89. Pagliacci, yeah. he's, the, he's the clown. He's the opera clown who's okay. got a painted-on smile, yeah, yeah, yeah. but he's dying inside, oh, right, of okay. a heartbreak. Yeah. I'm the opposite. I wear a big frown. frown. But you're super happy. Inside, inside. I'm just like tripping along uh, on life's merry highway. Wow. Miles and miles of smiles. 
<laughs> every day in every way, life gets better and better. Wow. This is more – I hope you're writing this down. Well, I got to get my book out. taking notes. This could my be helpful. Out here. Now, first let me give a uh, – let me give credit to the curmudgeons and grumps of the world because <laughs> without them, society would have ceased to exist. We'd be dead. It's the there, – there's a reason certain people are kind of crabby and that's because they're they're disgusted with other people who can't get it together. <laughs> and it's the crabby people who are the detail-oriented people yeah. who see what needs to be done. That are in the know. They do the job. Yeah. They do it right and they do it on time. And if mm-hmm. it weren't for the – you know, it's the ant and grasshopper thing. Yes. If everybody was a grasshopper – and there were no ants, society would have ceased to exist millennia ago. Well, and you remember, though, in Mormon history, when the grasshoppers and crickets came, (laughs) a bunch of seagulls showed up. So there's even something bigger than a grasshopper or an ant, just letting you know. Well, yeah, that's a deus ex machina. Always look to heaven. The seagulls. Always look to heaven. Seagulls are the ones that swoop down and save us from ourselves. See, they always think it's the dove that's the bird of peace. Might be the seagull. Might be. They they make a real racket though, don't they? <laughs> yeah, they mess up a really good peer. So so that said, having given credit to the grumpy people of the world, there is a lot to be said for balance and yep. spreading a little sunshine and making the world a happier place, mm-hmm. right? Um, without without having to fake it, you don't have to fake it. Yeah, that's what's cool. That you don't you don't fake happy. You're just but when you people, I think people that don't really know you don't they think you're you're scary, Matt. But you're fun. Matt, to know me is to love me. <laughs> There's a great song about that. We'd look okay. it up. Positive attitude is what we're talking about though, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm not an expert, but this much I know. First things first, cleanse the inner vessel, mm-hmm. right? There's nothing more depressing than guilt. Yeah, you're for junk. stupid things you've done. Yeah. We all make stupid mistakes. That's a great point. And the guilt is what drags us down. And if you're feeling guilty because of something you know you did wrong and you haven't made it right yet, good luck yeah. being genuinely happy. Well, it's yeah. not going to happen. Nope. It's just the way we're so built. So you're going to build a fake positive wall. And I, I'm sure there's plenty of that going around, mm-hmm. right? So cleanse the inner vessel. Make up for your mistakes, repentance, you know, if, if you've done something wrong. And then, then the secret to happiness is to make wise decisions, not make future dumb decisions. Yeah. And then you aren't carrying that baggage around with you, right? Well, and a wise decision would be what we talked about earlier, balancing the dream, the ideal, with the real and – Letting those balance. That's what wisdom, right? Wisdom is applied knowledge. But a lot yeah. of us just – if we're positive at the expense of understanding what the real obstacle is, you're just – In denial. You're yeah, in denial. I mean if, if, if we think we can indulge our whims and our uh, fancies uh, ad nauseum and still be happy, if we still think we can – um, make decisions that are self-destructive. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's going to. We're starting with bad directions there, that's and right. it's, it, we're not going to be. Something's going right. to break. So yeah, if if we can put off our tendency to make snap decisions that are self-indulgent um, and be wiser. I mean, easy examples. You know, there's every day I go through life where there's just people I look at and I just think, I want to tell you. <laughs> What's wrong with you? 
I want to tell you how it really is. I'm glad but you But I don't. know that if I do that, I'm going to bring misery on yeah. you. I'm going to bring misery on me and the world is a worse place and now I'm depressed because I – because there was conflict. Mm-hmm. Conflict always brings sadness, right? So avoiding conflict when appropriate. Yeah. Sometimes you can't avoid it. But you know, not being self-indulgent and, and telling people – what they need to hear sometimes yeah. can just make life simpler. Well, but you know what you because sometimes you need to know when to say it, and then you need to know when not to say it. And when you do say it, yeah. knowing how to how say, to it, the say right it the right way, way. And which is difficult for I like me because I just want to. I just want to. Yeah. I want to pull out both six shooters and start but, firing. But, right? but if you say what doesn't need to be said, or you say it in a way that it shouldn't have been said, you you've just set yourself up if you were reflective to be guilty. Yeah. You so here know, we go. There we go. I just made somebody else sad. It's not going to be possible for me to be happy if right. I just made somebody else upset, right? Mm-hmm. So avoiding conflict, there's there's a lot to be said for that. Some people go too far in avoiding conflict. Yeah, and, they just and dodge in, it. In denial. Yeah. So if you can cleanse that inner vessel and go through life going at least, you know, there's I'm, I might be surrounded by turmoil. Mm-hmm. But at least inside, I know that I'm innocent. That's the, yeah. I'm guilt-free. Yeah, you're clean. Boy, you're really starting off on the right foot there of of happiness. And then the next step is, okay, inwardly we're fine. Yeah. Now what about the turmoil outside? Yeah. How do I deal with How do that? I deal with all the chaos? I'm in control of what's going on inside, but mm-hmm. I can't control these horrible things that are happening to me. That is that's a and acknowledging that life is not fair. I think uh, is the first step because life too. is not fair. Well, yeah. Get if you're waiting it. for it to be fair, it's you're going to go crazy, right? No, exactly. But why do we keep pushing the myth that it is when we know it's not? Well, it's what I can't stand. What makes me crazy is that the punishment never fits the crime. For the smallest infractions, we can have punishments that are way out oh, of yeah. proportion. And I always use the example of you get up in the morning, you're half asleep, you're stumbling around, and you stub your toe on the corner of the bed. Now, I'm guilty of not being fully alert and paying full attention. A pretty small infraction as the cosmos is concerned. But the pain that results is a thousand <laughs> times worse yeah. than my guilt or, or you know, yeah. my, my mistake. Your mistake, my your error. And there, that's all throughout life. You know, texting while driving, it doesn't seem like a, big, not a deal, big deal. But the consequences right. can be earth-shattering and destroy lives just because I looked away and was texting for a minute. So you first acknowledge life ain't fair Mm-mm. and it ain't going to be. Well, and some of that too is just the value systems, right? Because some things we – like even the NFL was modeling that NFL stars could get away with stuff for right. months until it got more exposure. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I guess it it's became okay more fair. Until, until we're aware of it, but right. It's interesting how it's just our value systems are so subjective. We can kind of keep molding them to what we need them to be to not deal with our guilt. So we just keep turning them over like dough and just keep moving the dough. Postponing yeah. consequences as far as we but can. But in reality, like you're saying, you, there's some things you're not going to postpone. There's some real principles that you've always talked about on the show. Pain you're is not, pain. pain. Yeah. The, the principle of your toe going 30 miles an hour against your bed. <laughs> Everybody hates that. <laughs> there's Nobody's going around doing that on purpose, right? <laughs> Oh, that's bad. Okay, so, we're, we we got to take a break. We're we're talking with the the wise man. We call him His Excellency. Next year, he'll be a platinum award winner. You have to submit first. Well, I, I refuse to submit. I know you're so selfish that way. <laughs> Again, he's from the uh, petulant older brother. Let's use that word from Classical '89, the older brother station. 
to BYU's, uh, to what are we? Sirius XM 143. We'll take a break. We'll be back right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. In the house, the elder, the elder statesman of BYU Broadcasting. You're not elder. <laughs> it makes it sound. I'm a little elder. I always make you sound I'm, like you're so old. I'm borderline. Mark's elderly. 48 years old. 54. Are you 54? Yeah. But you're young, really. But you have so much wisdom wound up in that tight little body of yours. <laughs> tight. <laughs> Well, I'm 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 wound too tight for this town. I'm telling you, you really Provo, are. Pro, I'm too I'm too tight for Provo. But then you drive the or, the green machine. That's my stress release. Yes, hot Mustang. One one G cornering force. One one point zero three G's cornering is, is that, what I've achieved in that for you car guys. Is that that's, good? Oh yeah, that's off the charts. One. You need a supercar to go higher than that. Were you actually cornering? You're actually testing your ability to corner. It's without like breaking loose and and spinning. You know, it's, it's got a it's got a G counter in the car. That oh, that's what I'm wondering. You, how do you know yeah, that? You it, must have. It's got a installed a, what's called track apps. It shows mm. you your zero to sixty time, your quarter mile time. I once had a track app. <laughs> oh, did you get that removed? Was yeah. that outpatient? Yeah, I couldn't walk. <laughs> um, here's the deal. I digress. Mark before was teaching us that. So positive two ways we're talking about. I'm not teaching anything to anybody. No, but you I, are. I, I the don't know statesman. the answers to life's questions. Yes, you do. But you know the right questions. And then you've actually – you're very wise because you use the quote, cleanse the inner vessel. So we have to – Well, it's easy to quote scripture. Well, but positivity comes from – when we become negative, it's, it, a pretty good indicator might be that we're out of alignment Mentally, physically, socially, but you're even saying, and spiritually, you might have been, you may have crossed the line. You may Can have we bring somebody. faith into this? Do it, sure. Because faith is the answer for, you know, we talked about cleansing the inner vessel and dealing with your own personal guilt, because with that we can control. Yeah. We can't control the violence and turmoil of the world, and it feels every day like it's going belly up. Yeah, more it just seems more. like it's. Yeah, wars and away. rumors of wars. That's right. Boy, it's uh, disease and so forth. But we can control, and this sounds so cliche and it's annoying when people say it, but we can control our attitude yeah. toward what's going on around us. And so the question is whether we're going to let uh, other people's stresses destroy us or if we're going to rise above that. Yeah. And so if we're already guilt-free on the inside and we don't have to carry around this burden of, oh, my gosh, I've done horrible things. Then... And informed guilt-free. So not just ignorantly guiltless. Yeah, where you just you don't but care that you've done horrible knowing things, knowing what we've done and cleansed and cleaned up what we needed to, and yeah. chose not to do some things, and when we blew it, went and worked it out, and now we're so we're informed, guilt free. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's, that's the a good right point. No, that's a good point because um, I know there, a lot there are of a lot of people guilt free. who who probably should feel some guilt that's and right. aren't. That's you right. Know. But, uh, but once we do that, we got to go. We still got to deal with all these yahoos. Well, and to me, faith is the answer for that. If you know, talking about how life is so unfair, and and if and if we really do simply flare into existence at birth and cease to exist and go into the void at death, <laughs> then yeah, it's a horrible, yeah. horribly uh, unfair thing. In, yeah, and then that would be just it would be devastating. 
then, then people just give up and they say, oh, well, eat, drink, and be merry sure. for tomorrow we die. doesn't right? matter what you do. Party. But if you do believe that you've always lived and you will always live and that this life is just a blip on the radar screen mm. and that it, this is just a time of testing, that to me is the key. If something bad happens to me, even the tiniest things, I get, I get overly upset at the tiniest things. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm too analytical and I'm too judgmental in a lot of cases. And so then I, I'm always going, why me? Why did this horrible thing have to happen to me? Yeah. Why did gas go up five cents a gallon? <laughs> right, since... when I bought a Mustang. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, then it really is devastating. But if you can look at it as, okay, this is a test. It's meant to be a test. Yeah. I'm here to be tested. That's the point of uh, mortality of life. Then you go, oh, it's a test. This is supposed to stink occasionally. Oh, that, yeah. This is supposed to be this bad is, and annoying. Then, but if as long as it's a test, I can do tests. This is I can cool. pass tests. I can prove that I can pass this test. In fact, I'm going to prove that I can pass this test right now. And then, then you have a whole different attitude. But see, right? that's inter- that's not just a, that's not a positive attitude. That's like a faith based attitude. You know where you've been. You know why you're here. You know where you're going. And the ultimate faith thing is that in the long run, big picture. Not even a global perspective, but even further, a Vision, level above yeah. that is an eternal perspective that in the end, everything is good news. Everything is going to be all That's right. Great. That all of the injustices will be made right. That everybody who, when I used to live in L.A., busted in my car windows to steal my car stereos. Mm-hmm. I've had that happen at least five times in my life. And it's just – you just feel so violated. Yeah. But knowing that all justice will ultimately be done, that ultimately everything will be fair, and even the things that I've goofed up on will be for ultimate justi- justice justify, for me, yeah. pay the last farthing, mm-hmm. and then the slate is wiped clean. In the long run, it's all good news. Yeah. That's what keeps you going That's, against the outside turmoil. And, and it, again, so there's your regulator is having the eyes to see that. So it's not about having to be positive every second. It's about having the eyes to see the bigger picture. What is life about? What are you here for? Why are you here? What are you trying to accomplish? If there is no point, then yeah, it's that's devastating. Well, then positivity, yeah, you're just it's like you know you're positive that sure you're on the Titanic, but man, have you tried the veal? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the veal is incredible, and it's all you can eat. <laughs> it's all you can eat. Buffet. Well, you know, even people who have no faith, if if they Often, uh, you know, good people who even lack eternal perspective, even good people who think that life, that this life is all, can find joy in outwardness, in sharing, loving, serving, in charity, Mm -hmm. in kindness, in showing kindness. That's the source of uh, joy. That's what keeps a lot of people going. See, you're back to, and and what's interesting is um, sometimes the service isn't always. I don't know. How do you say this? To me, positivity is a great principle. And there's a lot of people out there that are like, they talk about it. We, we've mentioned it earlier in the show, The Secret. Remember the book, The Secret, that if all you have to do is project what you want, just project it positively to have this thing, you, this goal, this thing you desire, and just just think about it and send it out into the ether and it will come back to you. That's the principle. There's, there seems to be higher principles too, like because um, sometimes serving someone isn't that easy, but it produces maybe a better fruit 
than what you could have ever projected. Well, and, you know, when I hear the projection and, you know, visualize your dreams, that usually seems to involve material acquisition. Yeah, you the know, house, the motorhome. Yeah, I, I want that boss, Mustang Boss 302, yeah. and I'm not going to stop till I get it. That's I'm a right. self-made man, yeah. you know. But uh, real, inward, deep happiness is the result not of things, of course, we know that. That's right. a cliché. But um, so it's all about what you want to achieve by serving or by setting goals. Um, are they are they selfish desires or are they magnanimous desires? Mm. Right. Yeah. And the magnanimous desires, since we are a social animal, we need each other's relationships. Yeah. You know. Oh and, yeah. And and making other people happy comes back to help to make ourselves happy. Even if you're not feeling it in the moment, you're investing it. In to your character, yeah, and, and, and if it's a selfish motive, I'm going to go help somebody just so that it makes me feel good. I mean, nobody ever does it that way. Well, moms right? do. It's, it's more well, I mean, you know what I mean. But I mean, they're they're still primarily thinking about. I just want Jimmy to be happy. Yeah, I'm going to give Jimmy what he needs, yeah. and then ultimately that gives satisfaction. And I think true. that's a secondary yeah. uh, thing. Uh, the, the service being primary motive, but now you know we're talking about positivity. Let's not forget that. The world, the universe is all about balance mm-hmm. and there is no positivity without negativity. Yeah. You look at an electrical circuit, you take the negative away and there is no positive, yeah. <laughs> right? A, a, a cycle, a wave or a cycle of electricity or radio waves, there is a equal negativity to the positivity and they keep each other in perfect but, balance. But why don't we just get rid of the negative side and just And there create... is no positive. Well, it literally doesn't exist. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. You, so the same thing. And if, I'm not advocating negativity. No, no. But, 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 but finding balance and not just being, you know, I mean, Here being. Here comes a truck. Being, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's funny you say that because I drive a truck and I have students on BYU campus <laughs> waltzing out in it. front of me all the time going, huh, there's a truck. I'm just going to walk right out it's in front of it all the time. Yeah, is that why your truck I'm says I'm very dodge? negative. <laughs> yeah, I so wish they would. They can dodge you. No. See. They used to be called Dodge trucks, and now after the after the uh, the crisis in Detroit, now it's they split it off. Now it's just the Ram division. It doesn't say Dodge so anywhere you, on my truck. It says Ram, so and so that's much to, more appropriate. Well, yeah. <laughs> now you're here to Ram people. <laughs> I I think we need to get the spirit of Dodge back there. We need Dodge. You're dangerous. <sighs> the wise elder, Mark, you did it again. Did I do it again? I, you did it. I I'll see, get why, somebody in here to clean James, up. James, let's submit one of these segments. Could you please? I would love a Yubi. That would be huge. I can't believe you don't have a Yubi. You're the elder brother. <laughs> You're the elder brother. Mark Waits' his name. You can catch him uh, on Through the Garage Door every... Every night at 10, except Sunday night. 10 o'clock. Six nights a week 10 o'clock. at 10 p.m. Mountain. Mountain time. He's the man, the myth, the legend, the elder, Mark Waite. The elderly. No, just the elder. The elder sounds weird. We got to get it. Yeah, that doesn't work. The wise man. We'll take a break, my friends. When we come back, we're wrapping this show up. Thanks uh, for hanging with us. And uh, yes, please. Thank you for still listening, (laughs) if you're still listening. Thanks for sticking through two segments with Mark. Awesome stuff. We'll be right back. This is the Matt Townsend Show on BYU Radio.
Welcome back, everybody, to the final segment of the Matt Townsend Show. Uh, I'm feeling like I'm on top of the world. This is the best song. It makes me happy in my heart. It makes me feel even more positive, more optimistic. And, yes, it even makes me more grateful for being the recipient of the Platinum UB Award. <laughs> I don't want to brag. but Yeah, you do. I'm a pretty big deal. You totally I'm kind of a big brag. deal. Merritt, were you the producer then? I was the producer then. Merritt! I know. I'm feeling pretty proud of myself. I, I Insta-bragged. That, did you? Bragged on Instagram. Insta-bragged. I did. That sounds I weird. I don't normally do that. Yeah. I'm not the type to, No, but you should. You, know. you are. But an, I was feeling pretty proud. You're, so. an, you're an award-winning executive producer. Exactly. That's huge. Put that on your resume and I know. That is it. why Steven Spielberg needs to hire me. Yeah. Like well, today. Steven, if you're out there and you've ever <laughs> uh, heard of the Golden Globes, apparently UB is right there. <laughs> it's right there. Right next to it. Uh, now, here's the fun thing about Merritt has been doing some research. Are, do, would you consider yourself, Merritt, an optimist or a pessimist? You know, I want to say I'm a realist, which uh, actually wrong. is just a euphemism for being a pessimist. So, You're not a pessimist. No, I'm not a pessimist. I probably tend to think more pessimistically about things, but I don't um, I don't know that that gets in my way too often. Mm. So You don't seem... Negative. <laughs> I don't come across as a negative. You know, kind of like the. Yeah. But you've been researching. Nancy. You, no, you've been researching, and it might be fun just for a second to 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 know the difference. How do we know if we are an optimist or a pessimist? Yeah, so I think we always think of optimists as people who are happy all the time, yeah. but that's not necessarily true. You could be an so you might be an optimist. optimist if you say things like happiness is a choice. I say that every day. Yeah, yeah, or uh, look at on look on the bright side. Mm. Or fake it till you feel it. Fake it till you make it. I said that That kind of stuff. Um, Getting out of bed. You might be a pessimist if you say things like, no one can be cheerful all the time. It's fake. Yeah, that's James. (laughs) Or if someone asks me, how are you? I'm going to tell the truth even if people don't want an honest answer. Oh, yes. That's negative Nelly. Yeah, yeah. Authenticity is important to me. Yeah. Yeah. I hate those So um, those indicators came from Gretchen Rubin's website, The Happiness Project. Yeah. I remember Gretchen. Gretchen is great. I feel like uh, that we should like, make t-shirts or she's something. She's great. I just like people to be more authentic. <laughs> it's true. I like authentic people as well. So what do we need to know So, to make this thinking about change this, our lives? I was thinking about those times that uh, there, there's kind of a lot of – fighting between the optimists and pessimists of the world. There's like this weird it's like left-handed, rivalry. Right-handed. People just don't like each other depending <laughs> on those situations. And uh, so I've put together some lists okay. of times when optimists are annoying and These when pessimists are annoying. These written by you. Written by me with my own life experience. The award-winning executive producer <laughs> of the uh, uh, the Platinum UV Award. Yes, that, we received that, that is me. For a year ago. Yeah, anyway, because there are times when I am both annoyed by optimists and pessimists. Okay. So here are the things that you I need to it. know. So if you're an optimist, here are the things you should So all you optimists, you know. perk up, get out your paper and pencil, <laughs> and listen. D- listen to the So list. this is when optimists are annoying. Okay, yeah. Okay, ready? Yeah. Monday mornings. Oh. Please don't be positive on Monday nothing mornings. Nothing worse than Everybody an just optimist wants to on a Monday wallow. Yeah. That is the point of Monday mornings. Mm-hmm. And really 
any mornings for that matter. I don't know if that's just me. Yeah, you're not a morning person. But no. it's don't talk before 10 a.m. That's yeah, just a rule. Within an hour of don't waking up, talk. don't say anything. That's so true. Yeah, don't. Yeah. Oh, my wife likes to open the windows and let light in. Yeah. Yuck. See, no, no. Yuck. I'm, I'm a gradual. Like, it takes me a long time. And sometimes my roommates will, like, try to talk to me. And then I'll realize, like, 10 minutes later that they were trying to talk to me and I never answered. <sighs> So, yeah. so don't be positive in the morning. Okay, that's good. Or only ask questions that are, that can <laughs> use a nod or a shake the head yeah. exactly. to respond to. That, that is a good rule. No humming. No. In no the morning. No, no humming. humming in the morning. No humming. Um, okay. Another time when optimists are annoying is when you want to complain. Yes. When the you catharsis. just want to be annoyed about something. Let it out. You know? Let Sometimes me... it feels kind of good. Yeah. You, you want to be indignant. It's like something a little burp. You. Sometimes you just need to... <laughs> Otherwise, you'll be Let sick. Let it loose. Exactly. Yeah. But then when you're kind of feeling annoyed and indignant about something, but somebody's like, well, think about it this way. And you're like, no, uh-huh. I don't want to. That's that's <laughs> annoying. So optimists, if somebody yeah. really wants to complain, just let them for a little let while. Just vent. close your mouth. That's right. You don't even have to do anything. Just Love nod. It. Great advice. Uh, another time when <laughs> they're the ones who say that at least it's not raining. Oh. Because then it always starts raining. Yeah. You know? At least you still have your arms. Yeah, exactly. So they're, they're the ones that are. <laughs> or stuff like that. You know, they say, well, at least it's not this way, but then something inevitably goes wrong later. <laughs> so they're the people who jinx yeah. your life. Yeah. Um, when they're naive. I think that's what really yeah. annoys people about optimists is when they're being naive about a situation. They're clueless about You know, something. sometimes things aren't great. Yeah. And you just need to be aware of that. Maybe the terrorist was having a bad day. <sighs> yeah. Don't, don't, please, please stop. Please Shut don't your do that. Mouth. Um, another time is when you have a crabby resting face. There are lots of different phrases for this. Yeah. But when, crabby is probably the most polite of them. But that is an annoying thing because I feel like I have been you have a, crabby, a dad with a crabby resting face when I'm just like thinking. And they're like, what's wrong? People with you? always come up to me and are like, are you okay? Is something wrong? I'm like, I was just thinking about Citizen Kane. Leave me alone. It's just my face. Yeah, exactly. It's really just my face. There's not much I can do about it. Yeah. Or I've been told by uh, many friends that when they first met me, they thought that I was going to be very rude. Really? I know because apparently I just have that face. James thought you were going to hit him. (laughs) That was for different reasons. Because I thought she was going to hit me. Yeah, just the, the just, fake out just the punch. Little, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why was your I fist get that. up? In the I air? really don't know why he thought that, but whatever. Maybe it's not just your face, it's your fist yeah. too. So that is so if somebody just has list. you know that face, just yeah. don't, you know. Let it go. Um and my last one for when optimists are annoying is when they're inconsiderate with their happiness. If somebody is really sad, don't come bursting yeah. in talking about how great life is. Yeah. And you don't know, have if to something change horrible them. has happened to That's them. Right. Yeah. So don't push your change mm-hmm. on them. Don't make them be happy. Mm-hmm. You can always be a good influence without forcing your yeah. mood on everybody else. But now we're going like to move that. on to and the pessimists. get rid of the unicorn. That too. That's Nobody good. wants one. Give us it's a, what, it's what, a cultural. What do the what do these poor pessimists have to do? So the pessimists. That's that was an interesting thing because uh, it was harder for me to think of stuff when they're annoying. You're, I, because yeah. I'm more pessimistic. Um, but okay, here we go. Sunday nights. I hate it when people are really crabby on Sunday nights. Like, this week is just going to be awful. Tomorrow, like, please Monday. stop talking about it. Let's yeah. not go there. Don't bring your. I ugly have, you know, I have like two hours left of happiness, and you're talking about how awful my week's going right. to be. I don't want to go there. So, there we go. Um, when it's fun to be irrationally happy, pessimists are really annoying. So when, so for example, sports games. Yeah. 
when cool things happen in sports. Touchdown. Uh, when you're doing something really fun on the weekends and you're just kind of goofing off. Holidays. Mm-hmm. Celebrations of any kind. When you want to be irrationally happy. Okay. Like more happy than you should be for what's I've going on. I won. You win the lotto. And they're like, do you know what the taxes are going to be on that? Yeah, exactly. Oh, you want to pop stop. them. Exactly. Who cares about the taxes? It happens to me every all the time. Well, I won the lotto last yeah. week. Yeah. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I wish. I feel like you should be sharing your wealth, but yeah. you know. Think about those taxes. I won the lotto <laughs> when I won the Platinum UV Award. Ah, there we go. That's the lotto. Okay, another time when pessimists are annoying is when you are Twitterpated, infatuated, whatever you want to call yeah. it. When you are at that beginning yeah. sweet spot of love, pessimists are really annoying. Yeah, you know he's not going to be that great in about a year. Exactly. Just shh. enjoy this time. Take Let a step go. back. Um, when you're trying to be spontaneous, I find pessimists really annoying. Like, that's going to cost a lot of money yeah. or that's going to – I did that last week. Or I'll have to go to bed really late if we do that. Like, just uh, That's why you need to date an optimist. I want to go to the 10 p.m. movie. Come on. Optimists would be there. There we go. When you're trying to believe in something bigger, I find pessimists kind of exasperating. And I mean, they're, they're let's naysayers. Just go, yeah. Let's just go with something really simple. Like there are a lot of bigger things. Uh, Santa Claus. Yeah. When you want to – there was always that one kid in class who insisted that Santa Claus wasn't real oh, before anybody else point. knew that. Great point. Nobody liked them. I hate the guy that Don't be that person. This is Santa. Um, pessimists are annoying when they remind you of things you're trying not to think about. Mm. <laughs> when yeah. you may, maybe something they bad has happened or, and they just keep bringing it up. Yeah. Or you're so, trying to be like cheerful and move has past that infection it. Healed? That's annoying. Has that infection healed? They keep bringing it up. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, not yet. Just, just go Still away, swollen please. arm. Yeah, right. Um, Last one. Yeah. When they're around optimists. The same goes for pessimists. Yeah. When they're around each other, they're annoying. Oil and vinegar. There you go. No, that's wrong. Oil and water. Yeah. So Oil and vinegar, you know, great Be a little more sensitive to those around you. But you can... Merritt, you did it again there right there. I'm pretty sure that's a UB Award winner. Uh, it better be. Post it. I'm, I'm, hitting, I'm going for titanium or like chrome next time. I don't think it exists. Platinum's the highest. That's the award we won. <laughs> Folks, thanks for joining us. Merit, well done. Team, Thank awesome you. as usual. Let's keep this platinum standard going forward. Here's a quote. Don't be afraid of change. You may end up losing something good, but you will probably end up gaining something better. That's a great thought for all of us to remember. Tomorrow, my friends, we're going to have a best of show. Uh, Dina Rose is going to keep teaching us about healthy habits for our kids. We're out of here, my friends. Thanks for joining us, and keep your eyes open for the good in the world. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on BYU Radio.